Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, last night the girls are for the women's diamonds tryout tonight. That's that's right. Cannot wait. Like last tryout, almost becoming the first practice to a certain extent. Yep. So so very very exciting stuff. Uh, really looking forward to not only Friday but this weekend. Big tournament weekend for all of us. Like I think everybody but two teams are going to a tournament this weekend, or everybody really has games this weekend. Um, so big tournament weekend, and then we come back, and then Monday we start officially our season with the with the diamonds. And we pack it up. We pack it up the Penske truck with all the gear, rolling up the Reading Rage. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then we start our season. I mean, long awaited. I think this has been like been a build up since like February when we first started talking about this. Every week, and people are probably like, "Yo, we're gonna we're gonna see something." Yeah, yeah. You guys gonna show us something? I know. I'm. I can't wait to get started, and also at the same time, obviously, you know, June 12 is our home kickoff, uh, our first game, so it'll be really exciting stuff. Um. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, KP's running the trial tonight. I'm doing a little goalkeeper training. Um, so it's gonna be good times. It'll, it should be good. It'll be good. Um, all right. Well, we have been talking about the fact that we we were watching movies. That was like our big thing. This we're gonna do a brand new like segment once a month. We're gonna watch a movie. Uh, so we decided to watch uh, Gold. The dream begins. Uh, I never really, th- I didn't realize that the movie had come in 2005. I was trying to, uh, or 2006 actually. So between 2005, 2006, this movie came out and I was trying to figure out like when, where was I? So I was either a fresh or a junior or a senior in high school at this point. Um, when the movie came out, uh, interesting movie to begin. I with. could actually remember when I was watching it yesterday, I could actually remember the first time I watched it. I think it may have been the only time I ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, same here. I can't remember if at the time when I watched it, I went to watch it in the movie theater. I probably did. Um just because it was a soccer movie and those didn't necessarily come in, you know, that 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 much. But uh but I definitely remember watching this i don't think i really watched it i may have watched it one other time at some point in my life but i really don't remember um watching it more than once possibly twice yeah i think it was one of those things in my middle school soccer team they like kept us on a friday like as a team bonding thing and made us watch this and like bought us pizza (laughs) and i realized that's probably why i only watched it once (laughs) (laughs) so so for those of you that that don't that have never seen Gold, the Dream Begins, it's part of a trilogy. It's the first the first installment in the trilogy. Um, the movie is based around uh, Santiago Munez, who is a uh, Mexican-born LA immigrant um, soccer player. Right? He is. So the movie kind of spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it. It's, you know, came out 16 years ago. So you uh, have plenty of time to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the, the movie's based around this kid uh, whose family um, crosses the border uh, as, as far as we know, illegally into uh, California, lives in LA, grows up in LA. Mom at some point like disappears, bails and leaves the family alone. So it's dad, grandma, 
Santiago and the little brother. And uh, Santiago works construction or works uh, landscaping with his dad. Yeah. Uh, he works at a Chinese restaurant <laughs> and uh, and then plays soccer on the side. Like just kind of goes in and plays soccer. So he's he's playing soccer at, at this field. And ultimately this uh, this guy uh, who we know uh, as the character as Glenn Foy, uh, former Newcastle player. Uh, is visiting his daughter in LA, is out there watching his grandson play soccer. He turns around and basically pays more attention to this kid play who does a couple of like this guy moves. was trying to make tactical changes <laughs> on like a I guess now it would be seven v seven. It didn't really look like I don't know. I didn't know how many players were at that one scene there was like 15 players huddled around the ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is typical. Like that, that becomes a typical like U8 it looked like soccer a game. U8. And he's out there like right wing, left wing. <laughs> yeah. So that that ultimately, like that, that word, that part I think is extremely re- relatable. Um, but then he so this so this kid he watches him play, and after like 10 minutes of watching him play says oh my god you're special like you could you could play in the premier league basically <laughs> um and yeah, then by, like bypass that's the other crazy thing i was thinking to you like bypass la galaxy because like it's 2006 right so mls is there yeah mls is there and not only that this kid's 20 years old right we know he's graduated high school at this point from what we can kind of gather in the context of the movie um, so he, he meets up the Glenn Foy ends up, ends up meeting with a, with a, with a buddy who's a, who's a, um, an agent says, you got to come watch this kid play this kid, you know, he's playing at a local college. So he goes, Glenn Foy goes and watches him play the, the, the scout doesn't, doesn't go and watch him. Um, kid lights it up apparently on the field. The guy says, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever in Newcastle, you know, I'll, you know, whatever, like hit me up. You got a place to stay kind of thing. Um, so then this guy just flat out calls like Glenn Floyd calls the Newcastle, like head coach manager, uh, who I guess he used to be a scout for. He got fired at some point. Yeah. That's just crazy. Calls him in like the middle of the night and says, I got this kid. You need to give him a trial. If you give, if you give him a trial, I'll stop calling you in the middle of the night. He says, "Yeah, sure, whatever." He's got a trial if he if he ever shows up in here. So, um, ultimately, dad says, "You're you're never going to be a soccer player. Like that's you're just wasting your time. We need to, you know, we need to buy a truck and start our own landscaping business." He steals Santiago's money from his boot that he had been saving up. Uh, so gives him half the business. Yeah, it says you got half the business. He's like, "Bro, I'm trying to trying to go to England." Um. Got so, half the truck. Like you got the truck half a week. Like, what, how do you split? Like, the business is the truck. How do you? Split, yeah. How is that half? He gets to take it at night. He gets to, like what do we, he gets to take it to the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> he's got a ride now. Um, <laughs> so he had so, a ride. He had a very stylish ride. Yeah. So, uh, so he gets. So Grandma ends up pawning off some stuff. Uh, it ultimately buys him a ticket. Right. But first has to get him to go back to Mexico because he's technically a Mexican citizen. Yeah. And he's in the United States illegally. So he has to go back across the border to Mexico, leave from Mexico to go to England. So he shows up at this guy's like house, basically. And he's like, I'm here for my trial. 
And uh, so he, he finally gets to the trial. It's in the worst day in the world of to, to like, <laughs> it's muddy, it's raining, it's cold. I didn't even want to watch the scene. Like I, I, I was feeling like I could just drop myself out there. I was like, I don't even want to watch this because I could feel how terrible it was. Like the yeah. coach left in the middle of the session. Yeah, because this guy's like slipping and sliding all over the place. So finally, ultimately, he's like, "Nah, you're not good enough. Get out!" Like, um, so he's like about to go home. He's a failure. So Glenn Foy is like, "No, come on! Like, you can't just give him one. Like, you gotta get let him." Um, this guy was some dry ground. Yeah, like give him a give him a shot. Let him let him develop, right? Let him develop. So he gets him a month trial. He's about he finally, right? So he's in his month trial. He's he's all excited. In the middle of this, we 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 find out that Santiago has asthma. And he's an inhaler. Now, this is the part that becomes like a cultural thing, right? Because he he grew up in LA. I'm assuming somehow asthma's taboo. It, it it like it, it's something that you don't want to disclose because you don't want to seem you don't want to stand out right so he doesn't disclose it to the team doctors uh or the team nurse who then ends he ends up dating and like you know kind of being together with um so he doesn't disclose that and then at one point when he gets to finally he's he makes it like right towards the end of his month uh trial he finally makes it to the to the reserve squad you know and he's about to go on the field he his inhaler is stepped on by this like old grumpy guy who is like at the tail of in his career tail end of his career and who's probably in a contract that they can't buy him out of and he's on the reserve squad because he can't make the top the first team 37 years old getting paid good money yeah so he steps on this guy's inhaler and he's like all right sucks to suck and like which Let's just talk about the fact that, like, how messed up is that to do for your teammate? Right, you just killed the man. Not only that, like, he's about to play on the same field as you, and you literally just stepped on the thing that's going to allow him to perform. I mean, hey, over there, it's brutal. You saw those two kids when he had this, like, in the breakfast scene where he had the, the, yeah. the soccer ball. <laughs> like, Yo, give it a ball back. We don't care what you can do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a brutal culture over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's doggy dog, right? right? Like, yeah, those kids are like, look, you get a Newcastle child spot, man. Forget this ball, I'm getting my Newcastle child. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, everybody, it's a every man for himself over there in England. That's right. So ultimately, then you know, um, so he ends up, you know, he ends up like about he's about to go home, right? So he's about to like literally drive to the airport to go home because that he's. He's failed at his trial because he never disclosed the fact that he has asthma or whatever. And he ends up in the same cab as this other main character in the movie, who is this guy um, who uh, Gavin Harris, Gavin Harris, yeah. Gavin Harris, who is supposed to be like the superstar that Newcastle bought for the year. Uh, but he ends up being just a playboy who like is this wants to party more than than actually play the game. Yeah, they- Fake David Beckham. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would figure that David Beckham was a little more professional. He was like a ten. He was a poor man, ten cent David Beckham. Yeah. So, so then, so he he ends up in the same cab as this guy. He takes him to training. He's like, "No, come on, like you got to go out. You got to get in here." So he apologizes to the head coach. He says, "I have asthma. That's why 
I couldn't play, blah, blah, blah. So, boom, he's back on the team. Now he's back to training. Now he's back on the reserve squad. He's playing. He's scoring goals. And all of a sudden, he gets called up to the first team. Um, At one point, the head coach makes a makes a coaching point to him where he's kicking the ball to him and making him chase the ball. And he goes, who's faster? You or the ball. And he's like the ball. All right. Then like, no one's above the ball here. Like pass the ball, pass the ball. Like that's this big thing. It's just like, you have to pass the ball. It's not just about the flashiness of yourself. Um, so finally gets under the Newcastle first team. And he uh, takes this free kick to ultimately get a game winner that qualifies Newcastle for the Champions League. And then and then he celebrates it. In the middle of this, his dad died as well. Um, but he was watching the game that that he was in and, and stuff like that. So uh so there's a whole thing there. Um so yeah, so so that was kind of the movie, right? So the dream begins, right? The fact that he's made he's finally made it. All right. Okay, perfect. So we we've gone through the movie basically. So this was that was your you know like your ten minute uh, recap of the movie. Instead of two hours, we we shrunk it down to ten minutes. All right. So the big question, Dwayne, is this movie still relatable? Yes. You think so? Absolutely. It's relatable to a coach in our club. You I, love, I think you- that's where you got it. Soccer dad, man. You get all, you get a bus. You put as many kids as you can get on that bus. So you're talking about like the first like 10 minutes of the movie are still relatable. Like the part where he's, he's just putting all the guys in a bus. Drop a, and he dropped Santee off at work. He picked them up from his house. Still relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but what about this idea that you can be discovered literally anywhere and from being discovered anywhere to just randomly go to Newcastle because the person knows somebody kind of thing. I mean, I think if you're in the right area, absolutely. I mean, I think if you're, I, I mean, definitely not Delaware. <laughs> I mean, but like, if you think about it, like if you're in like New York City, um, you're at a club, maybe kids play a rec. I mean, and we do it too. Like we look around and say, hey, what else is going on yeah. over here? You know, you never know who could be there. Yeah, it's going to be actually... Yes, but I also think social media has taken the place of yeah a big part of this too. I think the hard part is is like you're you're I think the context of how you can be found in the middle of like some adult league thing and you're standing out in an adult league, like that's a part that's a little bit weird to me just because uh can you really can you really like see the difference in an adult league of somebody that stands out that potentially would stand out against like actual quality players depends on the level i think i think adult league it's harder because you know everybody can play a one touch pass everybody can do a lot of things what are you going to see who can still move <laughs> right so that's what i'm saying like your ability to like do a maradona around people like is that really a telling of your abilities or the lack of the ability to defend well them? i think i think for whoever's watching right you're going to look at are people running in this league is this like a league where yeah. Guys are standing and just whacking that ball, or is this like a league where they're running, they've got a shape, and they're moving? I think that's because that becomes the difference. So that, yeah. Um, so you know, there's some parts that I think are still still somewhat make sense. I think this idea that you know it's about more than just yourself, because at one point there's in the movie, 
Um, he ends up, you know, in the paper because he's like, he gets taken to the wrong party. Um, uh, you know, and, and so that kind of stuff, obviously this idea that like, no matter where you are, you're being watched when you become a, a professional player, like all these things now start to matter. And I think that's important, especially now with social media, as you pointed out, I think 16 years later, we have a better idea of like, um, you know, the, your, anything that you do is a reflection on yourself and, and ultimately can, can be exploited against you at times, depending on whether you mean it or not, right. In the right context or not in the right context, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you fast forward this movie 16, like to now, right. As a kid, he's probably doing like a TikTok. Yeah. Right. On the street dribbling or just recording TikToks and going viral. Yeah. And then somebody probably comes in from England to come watch this kid and see if he can really ball. Yeah. Like instead of like all these phone calls, calling somebody at three o'clock in the morning. Using house phones. House phones. You see how small a cell phone was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might as yeah. well just had a, like, that's an AirPod now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. So for me, the biggest thing that is like, that stands out. Uh, so two things stand out. A, uh, Newcastle was nowhere close to making the, the champions league that year. So we're looking at 2004, 2005. The reason I put that in context is because they talk about, uh, Patrick Cliver being on the team. Now, Patrick Cliver played in Newcastle for one oh, year yeah. from yeah. one year for 2004, 2005 came straight from Barcelona um and didn't necessarily like in, in that year they didn't they didn't have a really good season they ended up in 14th uh place in the premier league um and that's it that's as far as they they've made it so now granted they did play in the champions league or the uefa cup that that year uh they made it to the quarterfinals of that they made it to the semifinals um and they made it to the fourth round of the league cup um what I think is interesting is this Gavin Harris character who they they bring in as the big signing, right? He's supposed to be the star player, and everyone talks about how much money they spent. Do you remember what the amount was? It wasn't a, it wasn't like a lot. So it was eight million pounds. I was gonna say it's like yeah, I thought it was like so eight million, million pounds, which I thought was an interesting number. Because they they reference that multiple times of the idea that they brought him for so much money, so so that's a big difference. Fifteen years later, so we're gonna go through the roster that Newcastle currently has and look at market values for players. So I think that just shows you. Now, granted, a couple of years ago, when Neymar was sold from Barcelona to PSG for two hundred and twenty million euros, that basically broke the 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 football landscape as far as like transfers and the obscene amount of money that the players are worth at this point. Maybe not now because COVID kind of took that down a notch, but at that time, like people were just spending ridiculous or people were valuing. Everybody's value went up like 30%. Oh yeah. So, all right. So 8 million pounds right now. Okay. So right now, if we were to look at, at 8 million pounds, um, out of a roster of like 29, 30 players or, or 30 some up 30 plus players, 8 million pounds puts you at, in the middle of the pack. You're not even in the top half really of, of the roster. So at 8 million pounds, you would fit in uh, anywhere between their goalkeeper, Martin Dubravka, Dubravka, 32 years old. Okay. Or Jeff Hendrick, center mid, 
29 years old who's at 9 million. So you would fit in somewhere somewhere in that in that realm. Um now let's look a little higher, right? So let's look How a little higher. How much is our American worth? Who? Is DeAndre Yedlin still at Newcastle? Uh no. No, he is not a Newcastle. Uh DeAndre Yedlin um sold is at Swansea. Uh oh no, sorry, Galatasaray. Oh, he moved to Turkey. Yep. DeAndre actually I knew this because I watched Galatasaray game not too long ago. Um yeah. So I mean Actually, yeah, let's let's look at what what DeAndre Yedlin's market value was. Uh 5.5 million. His highest market value was 8.8 million. So yeah, he joined he joined Galatasaray for 5.5. And he wasn't even and he wasn't even a star. No. <laughs> no. So so if we look at the top half of, of the Newcastle roster right now, uh, you got Alan St. Maximin, um, 30 million. Callum Wilson, 27 million. Joe Ellington, 18.7. Jamal Lewis, 18.7. Miguel Miron, who came from Atlanta United, uh, 17 million. Um, so let's just look at that one, right? So he comes in for a fee of 26 million from Atlanta to Newcastle, and he's valued right now at 17 million. Um, which, again, I think that's the that's the crazy part. Um, you compare Gavin Harris to to Miguel Amiron, I think Brendan that's Aronson, right? Like Brendan Aronson was worth six mil. Well, I think if you look at it, let's just compare. No, I think you. I think that the the comparison is perfect with Miguel Almiron. Like they place that attacking mid, or oh, Joe Willock. Joe Willock, seventeen point six. Right, that center mid attacking center attacking mid role. That right. was the that was the Gavin Harris character. Um, so ultimately, like that's a big change. Prices have clearly doubled in the last sixteen years. Um, one other thing I want to do to point out or two thing, other things I wanted to point out the social issues that I think are, are in this movie are interesting and still relate um, this idea of being somewhat ashamed of, of, of being from a different country. Oh, uh, in the movie, he references the fact that he's not from Mexico, that he, he wants to be from LA. Um, so that's, that's a big part. Um, and I think that's, that's a brings up a social issue in the, in the movie and not to mention the, the immigration issue. As well, that pops up in the movie. I think that's that's never really addressed at uh, any point. I think it definitely brought to light, like to the youth, I guess, or kids reality to the movie, like reality, like yep. especially for probably kids in like that California area. Like, oh snap, this kid, this is why he can't do normal things like I can do because he's not a citizen. This is why this kid lives like this and his parents cut grass. He's like, they can't get regular jobs. Yeah. Yeah. This is why this kid loves his soccer ball and sets up this bread crate to score goals off. Yeah. Making money off the Chinese uh restaurant guys. Yeah. Yeah. So um and then the last thing I want to point out is that is a huge mistake at the end of the movie. And I don't know if you caught it. 
So the movie ends with Newcastle qualifying for the Champions League with Santi Munez scoring a free kick, right? Yavin Harris says, you take the kick or whatever, right? So the, the free kick is, is taken from the right side of the 18 with which foot? His right foot. Mm. Left foot. His free kick, that free kick is taken with his guy's left foot. Now, up to this point, everything we had seen about him, he had taken everything with his right foot. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, now we're taking a left-footed free kick because, I mean, it makes sense of where it is for a left-footed player to take it. Now, I watch a lot of soccer. I don't know many players that are even because even though at this at that level, everybody plays with both kid has the ability to play with both feet. If you're a right footed <laughs> player, you're not going out there taking left footed free kicks. Not like that. No. <laughs> you're not like you're not going just it's not like you just like iced up that uh left leg. Yeah. No. <laughs> you said, all right, let's pull it out, dust it off. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting, the fact that all of a sudden this guy's making a left-footed free kick, and he hadn't done that up to this point. Shout uh, out to that cameo by whoever it was at the time. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, so, oh, there are cameos in the movie. There's there's three important cameos in the middle in the movie. Uh, David Beckham makes an appearance in the movie, uh, you know, towards the, the second half of the movie, he makes an appearance, which I think he I think he makes an appearance in the second movie. Oh, hundred percent. He's in the second movie. Yeah, he's in. He's in bigger. Like he's. A, he makes a bigger role. Uh, spoiler alert: Santi goes to Real Madrid. <laughs> I was about. To, uh, well, you spoiled it, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, sorry. Um, and then the other two other uh, players that make an appearance are Raúl. Yeah. And cool. Zinedine Zidane, who is cool. now the coach at Real Madrid. Soon to be ex-coach at Real Madrid. Soon to be ex-coach, right? From what everybody says. For the second time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, now, so at this point, Ra- Ra- you know, Raul's still playing at Real Madrid. Uh, this is a couple of years before he ends up leaving, uh, which then later on ends up his career in the New York Cosmos. Uh, but <laughs> what I think is interesting is just like, again, these guys are just randomly there filming right. some sort of a commercial. That's why you have an agent. That's why you, you ball out because somebody's going to call you for this movie role. And then you got two guys like us who are going to rent the movie 16 years later and deposit money into their bank accounts. Is it Raul's getting a royalty check from you? Raul, yes. He just went on a vacation on his yacht this weekend. On and, you? Yeah, on us. On, <laughs> no, are you? On, on DE Soccer Podcast. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think it's an interesting... It's an interesting movie. I think the second time around, it was tough through sit through the entire two hours. At one point, you're just like waiting for the movie to end. Um, so I I don't know. I I I'm intrigued to see how the other two will hold up. The third one was definitely a direct to video, like definitely no 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 movie theater release. Um, because I remember the way the third one came out. I believe I was working at Blockbuster, and all of a sudden, like I saw it come across like our new release thing, like, oh, look at that. This movie came out. We have three copies of it. 
I'm like, wait a minute, this is a trilogy. Like, this is where the the dream ends. <laughs> the dream began, and now the dream the ends. Dream and this began. like the dream should have ended after the first movie. Yeah, yeah. So back in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, now you're with Glenn Foy like- working at the garage. <laughs> What if they did that? What if they did like? What if we? Uh, what if we? We started like some sort of like Kickstarter or social media campaign to bring gold back, bring Santi Munia. Like, what Santi Munia is doing right now? No, we want to do. We want to see the Phil Foy story. The Glenn Foy story. Or, Phil, Phil Foy, Glenn Foy story. <laughs> the Glenn Foy story, but like Glenn Foy now or Glenn Foy like when he was a player. Glenn Foy when he was in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Foy is the garage, the 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 mechanic. What, what got him there? What got him to be a mechanic? Yeah, how did you go from scout to mechanic? No, I think if they do another soccer movie, there you go. There's your title: from scout to mechanic. The Glenn Foy scout story. to mechanic started from the bottom or started from the top. Now I'm at the bottom. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a mechanic, but it's just interesting. It's an interesting change of like scenery to go from like Newcastle scout to. To I mean, make, yeah, those guys just come to America and just say, "Hey, I'm smarter than you guys, and I've got the expertise." Yeah, I think the next movie, soccer movie, they come out with is the Christian Pulisic story. Yeah, started at Classic Sparks. Now I'm here. Now I'm at Dortmund. Yeah. Now I'm at Chelsea. Now I'm at Chelsea. Yeah, there you go. Now I'm playing with Harry Kane. That might happen, right? It might happen. It's supposed to be rumored. Christian Pulisic dropping his soccer ball down, leaving his soccer ball at Classics Park, not being able to retrieve it, and having to fly to Dortmund the next day. <laughs> That's my shin guard to Classics last night, Mom. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, definitely an interesting movie. Um. All right. So quick topics before we wrap up the podcast today. Co- COVID in South America is absolutely like going bananas. Argentina Argentinian soccer just shut down. Like starting tomorrow at 8 a.m., no more soccer for the next 10 days. So like no soccer. There's Libertadores Cup. Those the, those teams, I think right now, are having to try to find a way to play their home games out of the country. Yeah, I, I was reading about the Copa America, how Colombia is struggling. They're not going to be able to do it because they have some other issues going yeah, on. Yeah, so, so yeah, so... That is also another part of it. So Argentina and Colombia are supposed to co-host it. So the top half of South America was going to go to Colombia. The bottom half of South America was going to go to Argentina. Now all of a sudden, Argentina is hosting the entire Copa America. Yeah. Um, Thanks for your hospitality. Yeah. Uh, and then so River Plate, which I'm not a big fan of talking about because it's obviously a Boca Juniors rival, but they got a huge COVID like outbreak within their team last week. So they had to play Boca Juniors in the like the League Cup quarterfinals. Um, and they had 15 players the night before the game, 15 players have COVID. They went down to their fourth goalkeeper, who was a kid that had never actually played on the reserve team. Yeah. With no contract. So he played. And then now they go to the Libertadores game yesterday or two days ago. Um, and you have to submit a list. They allowed up to 50 players. River only submitted 32 players, submitted only four goalkeepers. All four of those goalkeepers had COVID. So they had no goalkeeper available. And because there was another 14 other players or 15, 11 other players with COVID, 
They only had to, and they had some players with injuries. They only had 10 players available plus one player who had got somewhat injured in the Boga game. So he ended up playing in the goal. I was going to say, you got to put that injured kid in the goal. So he played in the goal and they beat it. So they played with te- with, with 11 players, no subs, two players that played had never played before, like on the first team. They ended up, they were up to nothing uh, 10 minutes into the game against this Colombian team who was absolute trash. They ended up winning the game two to one. Hey, it was absolutely, I I, I was texting my dad the entire time and I was like, this is embarrassing. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Hey, if they need anybody, I'm good. Just fly me out. Goalkeeper? Goalkeeper, striker. Outside back? Striker, <laughs> take those left-footed free kicks. Toe ball free kicks. <laughs> All right, player of the match. Uh, my player of the match is going to Patrick Bamford. Uh, he's been killing at Leeds. Leeds is trying to get some sort of like maybe Europa League or uh, what's the other one? Europa League Conference Cup or whatever. Oh yeah, they just made another one, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get in there. So, and uh, Bielsa has asked the Leeds, uh, like, um, owner ownership group to not sell Patrick Bamford. What, so, are, they gonna do, what are they gonna do in three weeks? Sell Patrick Bamford. Sell Patrick. Well, someone's got to fill it, someone's got to take Harry Kane's spot, right? It's Spurs. Hey, Patrick Bamford. There's Chelsea Academy players, man. They're just hot commodity yeah. out here. Yeah. So that's my player of the match. Who's your player of the match? Kareem Benzema. Making his, way, making his way back into the France squad. Interesting. Hey, that just shows you that France is ready to dominate this summer. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, interesting for his choices for why he wasn't in the France squad. Right. But also playing his way back in there, and now you look at their forward group. Yeah. I wouldn't say room, but COVID guidelines, they probably do Zooms, but – uh yeah, that forward group is going to be crazy because that only helps out Mbappe. Yeah. Mbappe doesn't have to really play that nine role. He can do what he needs to do. And Big Ben's does what he he does. Yeah. And, and that forward group gets really kind of crazy up there. Mm-hmm. Well, I would watch out for Portugal too, but... It's going to be an interesting Euro. Money's on France. Problem is no, no slot time in the Euros this year. He got hurt. Upset. Old. They, yeah. they, there's an over 40 euros. <laughs> over 40 euros. Hey, Buffon said he's trying to play. He's trying to play in that 2022 World Cup for Italy. For Italy. I would be, I'd love to see that, but he's also a goalkeeper, a little different. I mean, yeah, he falls on those bones a little bit harder, but he has Hey, to... what if what if Slatan makes it as a goalkeeper now? He would be the one to do something like that. Yeah. He's got the hype for it. He would be the one to like. He, well, if he should have, he would should have done that at MLS. He'd just be like, no, nah, I'm a goalkeeper now. <laughs> that would and be funny. Just been like scoring free kick goals from the opposite half. <laughs> he just starts going with the ball. Just takes yeah. it, just runs. Also, shout out to Allison Becker, man. That was a crazy goal too. That was a crazy goal. Yeah. Like, and uh, honorable, crazy. honorable mention. Honorable mention match. player of the match. Just surprised we didn't pick him, but yeah, yeah. shout out to Allison Becker for that. At the, yeah. at the death. The corner kicks, man. It's those corner kicks. That corner kicks. Corner stop, kicks. stop giving up corner kicks. 
Uh, all right, on this day in soccer history, and this is a uh, this was somewhat relevant. Um, Brighton, Brighton, who was you know the the <laughs> like the the king this week, right? I don't even know how they did that. I looked at my photo; it was two nothing, and now it's three two. Yeah. So Brighton in 1983 in the 82-83 season uh, gets relegated. Right. So they get relegated, but all of a sudden they reach the FA Cup final, which would have made it the first time that our team that had been relegated won the FA Cup final. Uh, so they're going against Manchester United and they're 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 playing in the they're in overtime at this point. Um, and Gordon Smith is supposed to like score a goal. He misses it, uh, so it was a 2-2 draw. So they end up having to do a replay of the final because at that point they were doing replays in the finals. Uh, so they go to Wembley, and then they lose 4 nothing. So they get nothing. So on May 21st, they almost won the FA Cup final. Almost. Almost won the FA Cup final. Almost made history, and now they did it. So, that's it. Yeah. There you go. So, all right. So, uh, I'm going to wrap this up with our fair play of the week. My fair play of the week for this week is Chad. Uh, he is covering some games, even though he uh, are, we had to withdraw one of our teams from the tournament. And so, he's covering some games anyway. So, big shout out to Chad for being the getting the fair play of the week award so uh always important to have people in our staff covering for each other um and it's really good for our players to to have that exposure to people so uh make sure you follow us on on social media on facebook.com slash union on instagram at union soccer and on twitter at the union soccer and of course uh with the diamonds coming up soon make sure you follow them on facebook.com slash union diamonds and on instagram at the Union Diamonds. And don't forget, please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We are getting close. This is episode 47. We are getting close to 52, which is our one-year mark. So that's coming up in about a month, month and a half. Um, so make sure you, you subscribe to the podcast. That keeps us going. And thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.